Welcome to House of Bob Presents Chariot of the Bobs, an alien RPG adventure written by Free League Press. Hi, I'm Schubert. I'll be playing Leah Davis, the ship's thrill-seeking pilot. I'm Christina, and I'm playing Captain Miller. I'm Alex, and I'll be playing Wilson, a shrewd Wayland yutani company agent. I'm Sean, and I'll be your GM, your game mother for this series. Last time on Chariot of the Bobs. Rye, Davis, and Miller went to the lower decks in an attempt to restart the reactor core. Clayton and Wilson made a deal to secure samples of the 2-6 Draconis strain and the xenomorphs that were inhabiting the ship. The reactor crew, however, was attacked by a deadly abomination. Rye, the roughneck, dies, and Davis's leg is broken before they're able to defeat the creature. Back on deck B, Wilson heads into the science lab and encounters a creature of his own, a deadly adult neomorph. The battle rages for a few moments with Wilson managing to get a decent shot with the bolt gun in, but the alien is closing in. When we left off, Wilson had locked himself inside one of the crew's slumber pods, basically a small five-foot by eight-foot room with a bunk in it, He's locked the door shut behind him, and he can hear the creature scratching at the door outside. Kill me. Let's get kill me. Kill me. (laughs) Kill me. Let's get you. Let's get you. Let's get in your headspace real quick here. (laughs) Maybe not his headspace, but into Wilson's headspace. Let's get Alex into Wilson's headspace. Wilson. Wilson. You walked into the science lab. You were being stealthy. Mm-hmm. You specifically said so. So I let you roll a stealth roll. You spotted this creature. It did not notice you. You shot it in the back of the head, causing a spray of acidic blood against the wall. It then turned and came after you. Desperately, you're reloading. Desperately, you're running away. It manages a slash, a grab at you. I think I mixed up in the recap. It wasn't Davis's leg that's broken. Your leg It's got my broken. leg that's broken. Your leg got broken and Davis's femoral artery was severed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Miller managed to patch Davis up, or at least to stem the bleeding. You're in rough shape. You've got a broken leg. You're locked in this room. Yep. If you had to sum up your experience today in uh, three words, what would those words be? Fuck this place. <laughs> Fuck this place. Fair enough. All right. The creature, this neomorph, is going to attempt to break its way into the room. The room is fairly secure. It's got the shielding on the door. It's meant to lock down in the case of, you know, some rough turbulence or something like that, as you uh, might fly through an asteroid field or something crazy like that. It's It's science fiction. Who knows? Who knows? So this creature is going to attempt to uh, carve its way in with its nasty claws. And you hear this scratching and straining and screaming and hissing of this creature outside the door. And I don't roll enough successes. Oh, boo. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, you hear the hum of the Cronus's reactor leveling out. Power begins to flicker on throughout the ship. You hear these sounds followed by a buzz on the intercom. It's Clayton. She's broadcasting broadly to the entire ship. Uh, it seems like the reactor is back online. Can everybody report in and make sure that you're all doing okay? <laughs> I 
get onto the comms. And I try to whisper, I'm in the cabins and I need some help. Davis, Miller, you also hear this announcement. And then you hear Wilson's whispered plea for assistance. What do you do? What are you guys thinking? What are you guys talking about? Sum up your experience today in three words. Oh, it's been great. <laughs> it's been great. That's four words. <laughs> I guess I do have a question. We hear that over the PA comms or we yeah. actually hear it in our That's the PA comms. Now. Okay. Oh, spooky. Yeah, I I think Davis, like, just, you know, looks over at Captain Miller and it's like, sounds like uh, he's in a rough spot. Maybe that means he's being, like, attacked. Like, we could track this thing down right now. We should go after it. Okay, Miller, I think, will want to maybe get a little tactical and see if we have anything in this room that could be used as a weapon, because I think we don't have much anymore, right? I got my flamethrower. Well, your flamethrower. Our <laughs> flamethrower. Yeah, it's our flamethrower. <laughs> but yeah, you should get a weapon of some kind. Yeah. You have that flamethrower. Now, I didn't make you guys roll the ammunition on it last week, so I'm going to get you to do that now. Okay. You're looking down at Rai's body. You're looking down at the body of this abomination. You look at the charred husk of this creature, and you look down at your gun and the fuel level. The ammunition for that was two reloads. So what that means is if you had rolled a panic while firing it, mm-hmm. you have to use, spend one of those reloads. And I think that probably I think that did happen. Yes, it happened for sure. That is unfortunate. So I'm you, down to you one. You panicked when I was panicking because you yeah, saw me it, panicking. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. You refill the tank, you've got one reload left. So if you panic again with it, you'll have to use that last reload. All right. We're just such a close-knit crew that, you know, we panic when we see each other panic. Mm-hmm. It's not a great trait for a close-knit crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a terrible trait. Okay. So, sorry. I'm down to one reload and I have to roll. Uh, no, you don't have to roll. I was mistaken. I thought oh, it was okay. more similar to the power supply mechanic, but it's actually just when you panic on this. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so you have one reload on that left. I'm going to go reclaim my axe from the back side of this xenomorph yep you pick that up that hatchet i'm sure it's all goopy and black liquid dripping off of it it is and you can see that this creature is one of these it's called a beluga head because as the transformation as the mutation takes place the head just turns into this massive gelatinous cowl with black opaque eyes that are shifting around to the side of the head so it, it very subtly resembles a human anymore. Much more like Rubber this, Johnny, like, basically. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I was actually looking at the Neomorphs before, and I was like, wow, they really look like dolphins. That's weird. Didn't mean that in a really nice way. <laughs> <laughs> in a sort of stretched, rubbery skin way. Yeah, exactly. This dead creature lies in front of you, rise bodies there. The reactor is running. And you've just gotten a call from Clayton and then a distress signal, essentially, a distress whisper from Wilson. (laughs) What's your plan? 
Is there any other weapons around? In this room, mm-hmm. according to my extensive detailed information, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> Nothing I can use, not even like a crowbar or something. Well, you have the axe, right? You have yeah, the axe. but yeah. I want more. <laughs> Call me greedy, but... Nothing else in here, uh, unfortunately. Right. You do know, if we're talking travel-wise... The quickest way to get to the living quarters is just to uh, basically go back out this room and then up a ladder through junction C2, which will take you up to uh, the room just behind the science sector. Go through that and you're in the living area. So you know it's really not too far. All right. Well, Miller's going to take a deep breath, make sure Davis's leg is all tied up properly as best as we can do. Uh, I will mention I did use my significant item, my jacket, to to do that. So, right. Can I get rid of my stress? Yes, you may. I look for the closest intercom and I'm like, All right, we're coming for you. And Wilson, you hear that broadcast loud and clear over the entire ship. All right, we're coming for you. And the sounds outside your room stop. Uh oh. So Davis and Miller begin heading out of the reactor core into this long hallway that you know, if you take the first door on your right, you'll go back to the open catwalks of the cargo hold. If you go just to the next door, you hit junction C2. And you know from there, it's just a short ladder climb up to B deck. Climb up the ladder and you enter the science sector. Davis, you've been here before, so you, you know that just through the door and to the right are the science lab. There's two science labs, one where found some meds, you found some drugs, you found those samples of all the urns and everything out there, as well as that burned out room where it seemed like someone had just like incinerated a bunch of stuff in a barrel. Right. You know that to the left is the living area. All right, we just got to get down there. Like, I'm ready to go with a flamethrower. Davis is sweating bullets and... I mean, you're probably in tons of pain. Oh, yeah, definitely. Should we maybe look, take a fast look to maybe we can get maybe some sort of... Med. We don't have time. We just got to get there. <laughs> I guess so. You do know that running is a slow action for you uh, with the leg artery cut. Miller, you're still okay. No critical injuries yet, as far as I recall. Just mentally. You got this distress call from Wilson. How are you proceeding? What are you doing as you go through these doors? Walk me through it. Um, are we still having you up front, Davis, since you've got the flamethrower? Yeah, I've got the flamethrower. I mean... You've got the axe, so maybe it's good that you stick close to me, just in case anything gets through. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm just like leading the charge toward the living area. Okay. So you step through the door into the living area, and I need you to make an observation roll. Two successes. All right. Entering into this room, you can hear something large moving on the other side of the central living quarter. It scrapes against the floor like a foot drags. And then you just see the whip of some dark form, like a rope almost whipping back and forth, just about head height around the wall. And you freeze for a second. You don't think it's noticed you. Davis doesn't want to startle it by, like, igniting the flamethrower. So she's going to, like, turn off the igniter. Mm -hmm. She turns that off and starts 
pouring like out gasoline towards where the alien is. Oh, so you're like pumping it like you're pumping a trail of gas on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not like igniting it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You start to pour this liquid fuel across the floor like a super soaker, like shooting it from a distance, or are you like leading a trail yeah. up slowly? Slowly start leading a trail up towards it. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I'm going to get you to roll stealth. I got no successes, but I do have a story point. Okay. Mm. I think I can use that to just re-roll. To just succeed. Oh, to just straight up succeed. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. So you slowly sneaking up to the corner of this living quarters, you're trailing this trail of clear gasoline the smell is starting to kind of waft through the room and you manage to get up just to the corner and you can hear this creature sniffing at the door just around the corner from you it's like three feet from you right now well well it's time to ignite davis flicks a switch on the flamethrower and the uh flame turns on so what I'm curious about right now is like you've created a trail of gasoline from the door up to yeah. this point. Are you turning the flamethrower on right here and just shooting it from here? Or are you trying to like get out of there first? Yeah, I think you should try to get out of there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw the axe out <laughs> to hopefully lure it into the the goop, the gassy goop. Yeah, if that works for you, Davis. What do you think? Yeah. No, okay. that sounds cool. So mobility to sneak away. All right. Nice. I got one success. <laughs> and you get about 10 feet away when you hear this sudden <laughs> as the alien starts to slam up against the door again. And Wilson, you hear the reverberating of the metal and it starts to dent in. <laughs> the steel is pressing in closer to your face as you lie on the floor. Oh no. And Davis, you manage to get back to a safe spot. Well, as it's going to bang on there, I'm definitely going to throw the stupid axe. doesn't even matter, honestly, if it hits it. <laughs> it just needs to get its attention. Yeah, you don't really have that line of sight, but you draw its attention. You throw the axe. It whips through the air, just <laughs> clatters to the ground, this huge bang. Wilson hears the like clatter of something else going on outside, and the banging stops. Yeah. And Wilson... I scream, come at me, you rubbery piece of shit. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Miller and Davis take an immediate stress as you see this creature that looks nothing like those abominations. This tall, skeletal-looking, gaunt creature with a long head, this whip-like tail, and goblin shark-like jaws lunges out towards the axe. And now we're going to be in initiative. Miller, you are mm -hmm. a nine. Davis, you are a seven. Wilson, you were a five. You've managed to reload at this time. Okay. Six is this creature's reaction to the clattering axe. Seven, it is Davis's turn. Cool. Go for it. Davis, what do you do? It's time to light this candle. Okay. Davis flicks the switch on the igniter and whoosh. Make a ranged attack. And I'll be giving you some bonus damage on a hit from the gasoline coating the floor. Actually, instead... I'll give you two bonus dice to this roll. Oh, sick. Which would basically convert to more, more potential hits. Right. 
three successes. How much damage does that total? Do you know? Uh, I believe the flamethrower does two damage. So would that be uh, six damage? Yeah, it would be. And is this thing possibly vulnerable to fire? Well, guys, we'll find out. (laughs) I am rolling its armor now. Your flamethrower. This huge gout of flame licks out from it. Gasoline on the floor just erupts in this trail of like blue flame, like zigzags across the floor, racing up to the creature's legs, and it begins to scream in agony as this fire begins to lick at its body. You do a total of four points of damage to it. I'll take it. And uh, you can see that one of its arms begins to hang limp, where maybe a previous wound or maybe some nerve damage or something has taken place is completely frozen in place. Mm. And its right arm is just like lashing out. And it's going to take its turn. It's going to go for Miller. Well, it did say come at me. (laughs) Having been invited to come at this bro, it is going to do so. Rolling for the attack. Oh, dear. Uh Tail spike. The alien launches itself towards you. And its razor sharp tail whips out and attempts to impale you through the chest. That is one success. The attack is armor piercing. Do you have any armor? I don't think so. I think you switched suits with somebody, right? I did. I switched suits with Davis. So you have an armor rating of two. Because it's armor piercing, you get to roll one die. Oh, good. Got a one. (laughs) Okay. So you take that one point of damage. Hmm. But I think that's not going to be good. Attack is armor piercing, having an armor rating. If the attack causes damage, it automatically triggers critical injury number 66. Oh, Killing the victim outright. Oh, no. oh my god! So even wow. though it did one damage, it just got me like right in the heart. Yeah, launches this what? tail spike through you, impaling you to the wall. Davis, you look up as your savior, your captain Miller, peers yeah. to the wall, gurgles, blood begins to pour from her mouth, and she looks over at you. Do you have any last words, Miller? Choking out blood. Because it's pierced through my heart, it, like, pumps out all over the spiked tail. Oh, my God. And I just lock eyes with Davis. And the creature hisses and turns its head slowly towards Davis. Uh, Miller, don't get a turn anymore. (laughs) Oh. Because you died. (laughs) Oh, right. 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 (laughs) Oh, right. I do have a question for you, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Considering it's basically the climax here. And we did have a little discussion about another character that you've been playing earlier. (laughs) Are you going to invoke the secret plan? Behind Davis, you kind of hear some like sickly clunking behind you. Oh, no. It's like it's walking, but not quite (laughs) well. (laughs) You see a familiar compression suit from the Montero. As this figure walks in from the darkness, it looks like Cham, but some parts of him have changed. His head is partially ripped away, and you can see this white ooze coming out of it, and these spaghetti-like organic nodules that make up his brain matter, just plunking away with these little LED lights, and then fused to the left side of his body, another head of a female android. It looks like he's sewn it in to the side of his neck. And both 
head seem to like operate simultaneously. The eyes looking both directions, the mouths gaping at the same time. Cham, you've merged yourself with the remains of an android you found aboard the ship, Ava 6. I've just given you your Act 3 mission. Mm-hmm. For the listener at home, I did a critical injury on Cham earlier when he was floating around outside during a spacewalk. But the damage was not actually enough to kill Cham. Christina invoked his android traits post-session, and we discovered that he actually would have made it. So he's back. Cool. Whoa. It's gonna sound like real staticky and creaky, but you do hear it say, Davis! Davis! Is that that really you, Cham? One eye is on you, then the other eye is looking around. He starts coming towards you. In an aggressive way or in like a let's hug it out way? <laughs> in a you can't quite tell at this moment kind oh, of way. Oh, God. That's the worst type <laughs> of way to walk up to somebody. I mean, I look a mess. You can see that right away. And I should be dead. You also know that. Yes. Was Cham assigned any weapons earlier on? I think I lost them in the original fight, so... Okay. So, he's fighting hand and fist, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You do have your slow action and your fast action. First, I'm slowly walking towards Davis. Mm-hmm. But then, all of a sudden, very quickly, I'm right next to her. <laughs> Whoa. And that's what I'm going to use my fast action on, is the run movement. Okay. And a slow movement is we are going to embrace, but... In a very painful way. <laughs> oh, no. So we are hugging, but it's, it's a crushing hug. All right. Uh, you know there's an alien in the room, right? I do, but my... TPK, I guess. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Well, there's, there's that, but also wow. my, my Act 3 thing supersedes that in this moment. <laughs> Fair enough. So I guess I need to roll something to crush. Uh, you do. That's a close combat. Two sixes. Okay. So that will be potentially two damage. Roll your armor, Davis. I got two fives. Okay. Uh, So you take damage, which uh, means you take a critical injury. That's right. So roll those two sixes and uh, give me one is the tens and one is the ones. Oh, literally the lowest I could roll. Eleven. All right. Winded. This embrace leaves you winded. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it wasn't as crushing as you thought. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's just a bear hug, you know. (laughs) You manage to pry yourself away and you stumble back when you hear a shout from the other end of the room. Clayton comes in through the far door. She yells, what the fuck is going on in here? And she pulls your gun from her waistband and begins to fire at the alien. Okay, thank you. At least you're <laughs> firing in the right direction. She misses. Ugh. It's Wilson's turn. You've heard... Wow. Uh, you've heard a lot. <laughs> you've heard the alien banging against the door, bending in the, the steel of it. It rushes away. You hear some sort of explosion of something flammable going mm-hmm. up. You hear a scream and a squelch. You hear, Jam, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> and then... What the fuck is going on out here? And then... Wow. What do you do? Can I look around this room to see if there's any like medical supplies that I can use to 
fashion a, a splint or something? Good question. Let's see here. And everybody is in the like living quarters at this point, yeah. Area, right? Everybody? Everyone's who's still alive. Everybody is anybody. You find some some random personal items in here. There's a tennis racket. There's a medical journal discussing like the pros and cons of X and Y cryostasis supplements. And a bunch of photographs paces the wall. Could I somehow use the tennis racket to like brace myself up so I can walk properly or You trying to make a splint? Yeah. Trying to make a splint. Okay. Roll me a medical aid. Two sixes. Two sixes. Okay. You successfully splint your leg up by uh, wrapping that tennis racket onto your leg with like a torn up sheet or something like that. Nice. Let's say that's your whole turn. Okay. The extra success means it's going to hold for a little bit. Okay. Cool. Okay. Alien time. We've got Cham, Clayton, and Davis all in this room. The creature looks back and forth to you and it goes for Clayton, the one firing the weapon. Runs across the room. The tail whips around, slashing out at Clayton with a whip attack. Oh my gosh, Clayton ducks under it. How is this happening? She ducks under the tail. The creature slashes out at her. The two humans, the android and the alien, all circling this room in this like three-way, four-way battle of death. Fortunately, Clayton manages to duck underneath it. That brings us back around to Davis. It is your turn. All right. Davis is going to continue what she set out to do, which is burn this mother effing alien to cinders. At this point, she's not too worried about who gets in the way because she's not even sure who's like friend and foe anymore. Right. So she's firing full blast flamethrower at the alien. Do it. Two successes. The flames lick forward and engulf the creature and it gives out a final dying gasp. Yes! Screaming in pain, the creature falls to the ground, curling up like a spider being burned like a laser death ray from your magnifying glass. And then it curls to a stop. Cham's still coming after you, though. (laughs) Yeah. Cham, it's your turn. Yeah, seeing the alien die, I think does maybe connect with Cham a little bit. But then I see Clayton still, and I actually move targets because Clayton is the one that needs to die the most. So fast action, I'm going to move towards her. All right. And with a slow action, I'm going to try to pull the arm off that has the gun. Okay. Pull the arm off. (laughs) Jesus. This sounds like a disarm maneuver. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Just do a regular close combat. Okay. Two successes. All right. For every extra success you've rolled over the first, you get to choose. Inflict an additional point of damage or outmaneuver your enemy and exchange your initiative score. Knock or pull a weapon or other object out of your opponent's hands. Knock them prone or pin them in a tight clinch. I definitely want to knock her weapon out of her hand. All right. So you inflict one point of damage and her gun falls to the ground. She screams in surprise. Ava 6, what's the meaning of this? Stop this right now. Kill that other interloper over there. She's trying to steal Wayland Yutani materials. And it is her turn. 
She's going to scramble to pick up her weapon, and then she's just going to turn and fire right at you. Okay. Ooh, one success. You have the suit on still, so any armor, roll that. Nope. Okay. One point of damage. A bullet rips through Cham's expensive arm, and it is Wilson's turn. Okay. There's clearly some shit going down outside of here. I don't know for sure if the alien is still about, but it sounds like maybe I have three allies out here. Well, you did just hear one of them shout, kill them. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know who yeah. them is. So presumably the alien. I'm going to poke my head out the door and see what's what. The door swoops <laughs> open okay. and you see Cham fused to another android head attempting to like bear hug and kill Clayton. Clayton Jesus. is firing a gun at it. Davis looks pretty bad. This huge wad of like Miller's jacket wrapped around her thigh. You see Miller slumped against the wall, a huge gaping hole in her chest. I think that's everybody. Oh, the aliens burned to a crisp on the ground. Okay. So I see the aliens dead. There's still conflict going on. So do I have a slow and a fast action to use uh, them? You would have opened the door with one of them. With one of them. So okay. let's say you have a slow left. And I get the impression something's going on with Cham. I mean, Cham's got a whole other fucking head sewed on top. It doesn't look like the Cham I know. I'm going to fire my bolt rifle. This Cham strosity here. Do it. I did not roll any sixes. I did roll a one on my stress die. But oh, no. I have a story point. Can I use my story point right now? Uh, you can. It'll give you one success. The other option is to push it and try to get more than just one success. Oh, right. But you did panic. I have to take the panic no matter what? I think so, yeah. You just roll, roll the other dice. If I use the story point, I get a success. But if I push, I have to roll again. There's no guarantee of a success, and I could get another panic, right? If you are desperate to succeed with a dice roll, you can choose to push the roll. This means you grab all the dice that didn't show successes and roll them again. That includes the panic. Yeah. Sounds like it. And I take a stress for that. Yes. Then immediately. So you get an extra die to your pool. I'm going to do that. Two successes. Okay. Two successes with the bolt gun. I did pre-roll my armor. I got one. Armor reduces your damage by one. Okay. So it's three damage and I had two successes. So what does that... How, how does that impact the amount of damage that I do? So that's six points of damage, and Cham prevents one of it. So she, take, she takes five. Wow. wow. This kills the Cham. Oh, wow. Oh! Boom. Woo! The android falls to the ground. Wilson fires his bolt gun, pierces through the back of Cham's head, which explodes again. Oh, no. Cham's body falls to the ground, collapsed, white ooze and synthetic blood spurting everywhere. Davis, it's your turn. Well, that was way worse than the first time I saw Cham die, I gotta say. Are you gonna make everyone take a stress for that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should have made you take a stress when Miller died. All right, well, I'll, All take, right, I'll take two. Everybody takes stress. Cool, good. Five stress. Clayton just yelled at this creature, this Cham to android two-headed creature, yeah. to, to kill you. How does that sit with you? Um, not great. And you know what? I'm more than anything, I'm pissed off about her taking my gun because I was really stoked to be able to use that gun. 
And until I got this flamethrower, I've I haven't been having that much fun. So <laughs> <laughs> So I think I see Wilson. I see him use the bolt gun. I, I know how guns work. I know that he needs to reload it now. So mm-hmm. I just I'm like, take this. And I chuck him the flamethrower. Okay. And then I run at Clayton to get my gun back. Okay. You toss the gun at Wilson as you run at Clayton, roll a close combat. And one panic. All right, roll panic. Can I push? You know what? I screwed up with Alex, but he's going to use a story point anyway, so uh, you can't re-roll a panic. You can't push on a panic. It was my bad. Okay. That actually kind of makes sense. But I can still push the roll to see if I succeed while Uh, I panic. Is that right? No. You cannot push well, skill roll instead you have to panic. I'm sorry. Set a dangerous precedent. You did. All right. Yeah, I got one panic and no successes. Roll that panic. Nine. You've already dropped an item, right? I have had a nervous tick, a tremble. I've dropped an item. I've frozen and I've sought cover. <laughs> okay. You scream. Well, that makes complete sense. <laughs> I imagine that was happening anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, I was literally running at Clayton and I see her like raise the gun up at me and I just scream the whole way as I'm like, I don't care if I get shot doing this. I'm getting that gun back. <laughs> All right. So it's kind of cathartic. Your stress level goes down by one, but oh. you're so panicked. The scream is taking so much out of you that you lose your next low action. Oh, Every friendly character who hears your scream rolls a panic. Oh, so that's probably just me. Yeah. If, if you decide you're friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Five. Five. You managed to keep it together. Okay. Okay. It is Clayton's turn. Okay. And she is going to uh, try and create some space between uh, the people who are attempting to grab onto her. She's got the gun in her hand again. She's going to fire at one of you. Either the one who's screaming like a maniac or the one who's got a flamethrower. <laughs> the maniac. It should be pretty clear who she should be firing at. The person running at her to grab her gun from her. Yeah, she's shooting Davis. Oh my gosh. I cannot roll a success today. That is a miss. Or to shoot a moving target. Wow. Nice. It is Wilson's turn. Okay. Awesome. I, I was awesome. counting on that. That would have killed me right there. That would have. Yeah. I'm going to use the flamethrower. It's uh, pretty tight quarters, isn't it? They're what? Both next to each other. So well, yeah. I, apparently I haven't reached her yet. Yeah. She's using her fast action to make some space. Otherwise, it's really hard for her to shoot. So she's okay. backed up away from Davis right now. Okay. I will use the flamethrower at Clayton. (laughs) (laughs) I like the thinking time there. (laughs) So I can aim and then fire, right? Because I have both my fast and my slow action available. Right. I'm going to aim. Okay. One success and one panic. All right. You'll deal two points of damage. Clayton catches fire screams her body turning black and charred and she drops to the ground brutal wow rolling back and forth like a bloody terrifying scream i can't for the life of me possibly repeat or uh, imitate because it's just too terrifying 
she falls to the ground, collapses. Wilson, you've murdered yet another person today. Make a uh, panic roll. Eleven. You uh, must use your next action to move away from danger. Find a safe spot as possible. Your stress level goes down by one. Oh. Yeah, you know what? You seek cover. But... I go back to my room. <laughs> you dive back <laughs> in the room. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, it was safe in there. Yeah. Why did you come out? <laughs> and with no apparent danger remaining, combat ends. Davis Wilson, you stand here in the wreckage of, like, an intense battle. Not only yeah. did you kill an alien and a corporate agent, you also killed your secret android uh, janitor. Friend. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Who had sewn another android head to its body. That was intense. Davis is, like, not quite sure if this is a nightmare or, like, if this is reality anymore because this has been so insane. She's questioning everything. But she uh, manages to walk over to the charred body of Clayton and just kick away the gun and, and grab that. That's mine. I need that. Right from the beginning, there was a tension between Wilson and Davis. Mm-hmm. The two of you seem to be the last character standing now. You turn and see each other. And the memories of the last 10 hours play back, waking up from cryosleep. The usual tension between employee and corporate agent, but then also all of this crazy stuff that's happened since. The, the destruction of the Montero. Even before that, the false alarm of the reactor core meltdown that Davis seems suspicious about. Then Montero actually exploding. Then this creature bursting out of the doctor's head. Then all of these other abominations you've run into, the bodies lost in space, the bodies burnt to, to a crisp. You look at each other. What are each of you thinking about the other person? I mean, I think Davis is still questioning whether she can trust this guy. Like on the one hand, he just uh, basically saved her and saved our asses. Basically, together, the two of us have survived together, like helping each other. So she didn't expect that and is a little surprised. And now she's questioning everything. And I think she has her her gun back. She looks over at Wilson, who she gave a flamethrower to, although uh, we haven't been rolling fuel supply, I don't think. Well, he rolled a panic. By now. <laughs> hmm? Wasn't there a panic roll on Alex there or no? Yeah. So ammo's gone. Right. So, I mean, I look over at him with the flamethrower. You don't, maybe you don't know that, but no, I, I don't think I do. Like, I think I'm, I don't know whether he's out of ammo. He doesn't know whether I'm out of ammo. We have, we have no idea. Look at each other, unsure. At least I'm, Davis is unsure. Wilson, what are you thinking? I'm not thinking, I'm talking. And I look at Davis and I ask, are you ready to get the fuck out of here and get paid? I don't know if we're getting paid after this, but I'm definitely ready to get out of here. That's for damn sure. We're definitely fucking getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Will the escape pod take us back to where we need to go? So Wilson points a thumb back towards the corporate suite. And together, the two of you head through Clayton's open door into her walk-in closet. And you see there the waiting open door of an escape pod. You see within God. three cryostasis pods 
and the blinking controls all powered up and ready for orders. Let's get the fuck out of here. So with a sigh and a forlorn glance over his shoulder, Wilson steps through into the pod. Davis follows. The two of you begin initiating the escape pods, jettison from the Cronus. And as it floats away into the depths of space, you set yourselves into your cryopods and drift off to sleep. Thank you for joining us for Chariot of the Bobs. Before we go, let's share our uh, our secret objectives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Mine, I'll share mine first because I think mine is the most obvious and not all that secretive. Mm-hmm. Definitely not out of character. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Davis's character to the max. Okay, so my act one agenda was just, God, these cargo runs are fucking boring. Take any chance to break the monotony, which didn't even come into play because there was no monotony. It was pretty (laughs) action-packed right from the beginning, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then act two agenda was, shit, you really need another fix right now. Search the labs on the Cronus for stimulants, which I did, and I got some stimulants, and it was great. And then Act 3 agenda was, this will all go to hell unless you save the day. Take any risk necessary to kill the monsters and other enemies on the Cronus, which I think I actually did. Mm. Shockingly. Nice. You were pretty successful. Let's do Miller next. Okay. Act 1 was just follow company protocol, get the job done, cash in, don't do anything to risk your paycheck. Maybe the next one will pay better. I mean, these ones I didn't play because I was still cham. Right. And then act two, the Cronus is a huge opportunity, even with the monsters aboard. Find a way to get out from under the corporate yoke with an upgraded ship or enough money to buy a new one. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I was very anti-Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then act three, things are going south fast. Get all the cash you can and get the hell out of Dodge even by any means necessary. I didn't realize that uh, Miller was so... uh, Greedy? Yeah, kind of cash-motivated, but it's interesting. The only reason she became a captain. Yeah, makes sense. I think I did play her a little less greedy than maybe the uh, agendas were supposed Mm. to be, but at the same time, I was trying to think that she wasn't 100% thinking clearly either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's do Wilson next. In a... Huge surprise, I'm sure, to everyone. Um, (laughs) Wilson's agenda in Act 1 was, shortly before the cargo run to Sutter's World, you received Special Order 966 from Weyland-Yutani headquarters. The Montero will be redirected en route to investigate the USCS as Cronus, a Weyland-Yutani science ship missing for 73 years. Make sure the Montero crew investigates the Cronus, but tread carefully. Don't do anything to raise suspicions. Be helpful and make the crew trust you. Um, (laughs) special order 966 is new directive quarantine science team direct crew to repair and return usc ss cronus use of force authorized remove montero from equation transfer crew to science vessel repeat do not abandon cronus bring back all xenomorphic materials priority one all other priorities rescinded yeah i think we knew that (laughs) yeah so I got my story point for. Man, you had your work cut out for you. I mean, like, you did a really good job you had, though of being you had the hardest job 
with your agenda for sure. I pulled it off. Not only was that the hardest job, but also you did a re- pretty good job of always being like, no, guys, it was Mueller. No, I'm a good guy. I'm a good boy. <laughs> My act two agenda, which I didn't succeed at, is the discoveries on the Cronus are beyond your wildest dreams. It's dangerous to be sure, but if you can pull this off and manage to salvage the xenomorphic material, you can parlay it into a fortune. No matter what, Special Order 966 is your goal, but don't risk open confrontation with the rest of the Montero crew. You still need them. And then Act 3, this is the endgame. With the Montero gone, your goal is to bring the Cronus back to Earth at any cost. Join forces with Clayton if need be, but even she is expendable to reach your goal just like the rest of the crew. So quite the turn. Uh, and yeah. so the reason I didn't give you back to story point is because it actually specifies for me on my end that you either need a full syringe of the vaccine <sighs> or you need some of the material from the science lab, like the urns or something like so that. So I was close. Yeah, you were kind of on the right track, but the the moats, you tried to collect like mushrooms basically with your with your syringe. Was I wasn't going to count that. Mm-hmm. Oh. So why did you decide to... Uh, kill clean in that moment and not david i rolled for it <laughs> okay flipped a coin fair enough just like he would in his mind i was prepared to kill davis i didn't know which like which action was going to be more likely to lead to me getting paid and uh right. surviving this it seemed That's like fair. it was really 50 50 either way so thank you for not killing wilson <laughs> i had a feeling it it would be a good chance Wilson was going to get killed by either of them. So <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to make it into a fun climactic scene that everybody could be involved in. <laughs> yeah, you fucking nailed that. Damn. Uh, yeah, that was and awesome. what about Lucas? Ah, uh, yes. Cham's real name. Or robot name, I guess you could say. So mysterious. Yeah. You are not who you seem to be. You are, in fact, a synthetic undercover agent. Codename, Lucas. Hmm. Working for a bio-national a corporation rival to the Waylon Utani. Well, None of the rest of the crew know this. You have been informed that the Montero will be redirected en route to investigate the U.S. CSS Cronus, a Waylon Utani science ship missing for 73 years. Make sure to follow along with this investigation to learn whatever you can about what's on board the derelict ship and whatever you do, don't expose yourself as an android. That was my act one thing. <laughs> wow. Yes. I can't believe you were lying to us the whole time. I feel so betrayed. <laughs> Can never trust you ever again. Well, Chan's whole thing, though, too, was he was super friendly. Like, so I had yes. to play that part up. No, I, I love Cham. Even when he came back, I was like, Cham, are you? Can we be bros again? <laughs> yeah. Turns out, no. No. Did I give you Cham's agendas as well? Uh, no, just okay. Lucas in this so, case. So it's random who is Lucas. Oh! So, oh, so really? all, yeah, all five of the potential PCs have their own oh, story agendas and storylines, but I roll at the beginning of the campaign to see which of them is a secret android, and they That's get really Lucas's fun. stuff instead. What was Lucas's act two, even though you didn't get to play that? I do want to say, so part of Cham's personality is specifically, this crew is the closest thing to a family you've ever had. So that's one of the reasons why he was so heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of, you're playing two characters, really. Yeah. That's cool. So yes, my act two, you must learn more about the xenomorphic materials on board the Cronus. Ask the crew, access ship's logs, 
and do anything else you can to learn more about this threat. But be careful not to raise suspicions among the crew and do not expose yourself as an android. <laughs> that is always the case. <laughs> and then my act three, which will maybe explain some of why I was acting the way I was, was you must stop Weyland Yutani from getting an alien specimen back to Earth at any cost, even if it means murder and suicide. Kill anyone with detailed knowledge about the 26 Dracronis strain. And because I was also fused with the other android, I kind of was like, that's one of the reasons why I thought he would attack yeah. Davis. Yeah. And then when you killed the um, alien, that's why Cham went after the other suit, because she's uh-huh. the one that has the most information. Yeah, damn. Ava 6 is an android that you had the chance to encounter on the ship at some point that uh, would have given you potentially more information, but she went down attempting to kill the alien herself 73 years ago. So, crazy. Yeah. We just became one alien or one monstrosity, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read you guys Rye and Chams just because we might as well get them all out there. Rai's agenda, Act 1, was to find any angle you can to get more money out of this shit cargo run. Your sick brother back home needs the cash badly. Oh, no. <laughs> that makes it even more sad that they died. Damn. Rai's agenda, Act 2, search the Cronus for cash or any other valuable items that you might sell back home if you survive. The ship is derelict anyways, right? And Act 3, strike any deal to get enough money to support yourself and your family for good, no matter what the cost to your soul might be. She's definitely a target for Clayton to flip. And then Chams. Chams, Act 1, do your duty and help your fellow crewmates as best you can. (laughs) Act 2. What a nice guy. I know. That's so nice. Act 2. The crew is in danger and the crew is your family. Protect them with your life if need be. (laughs) Why are you reading this like Ralph Wiggum? (laughs) Because he's so nice. So nice. He's just such a sap (laughs) for this crew yeah act three get all surviving crew from the montero to safety off the cronus by any means necessary maybe i didn't get those acts but i really got that from his personality yeah yeah totally his personality profile like, like nailed him for sure well thanks everybody i'm really stoked we got to play alien this is awesome yeah that was so stressful (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Chariot of the Bobs. If you'd like to support the show, there are a few key ways to do that. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Find and follow us on social media at The House of Bob. Join our Discord and say hi. And you can also support us on Patreon. Supporters at the $5 tier get access to behind-the-scenes discussions and special one-shots. Supporters at $10 per month get our monthly RPG design blog. This year, 2023, we're writing a full mega dungeon themed around the tarot, a whole new, specially-themed level every month that you can use for your home games. Artwork for this series is by Sean Makes. Audio production and sound design is by Astronomic Audio. Music for this series is by Duke Albert. Roll on! Test, 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 test. Recording. Boop. 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 Full volume. Pedal to the metal. All gas, no brakes. That's right. <laughs> Here we go. Last time on House of Bob's actual play of Alien RPG. Oh, no, this is not what I meant to write. <laughs> it's weird that you wrote that then. Yeah, it's because I remember last time, last week, I also read this thing and I just didn't change it. Oh. This time. Last time. This time. Last time.
Good luck next time, Sean, on that TPK. So close. Good luck next time. I mean, I made some of you kill each other, so that was... I <laughs> I was yeah. shocked I made it past the first 10 minutes of this session. I was sure you were going to kill me <laughs> yeah. immediately. Well, Davis almost didn't make it past the uh, first session. <laughs> <laughs> this could either go one of a few ways. It could either, like just ignite everything in the room or it could not work or it could just like explode because so much gas fumes have been building up in here. I think there's a mixture of things that can happen. <laughs> Am I going to get pressure cooked in the cabin? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we don't know uh, what your that, whole thing is. That's uh, that's all up to Sean. <laughs> I'm just giving him options. <laughs> all right. Let's get murdered. So he's back. Cool. Whoa. From outer space. What? Just like. Just walked in to find us here with a (laughs) very sad look upon our face. This is the worst way that you could come back and give me a hug. (laughs) I don't like this at all. I'll be honest, it's not what I expected. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want to do with your turn, (laughs) Christina. Hey, this isn't Christina. This is Cham. <laughs> Pulls your gun from her waistband and oh, begins I to fire oh. <laughs> at the alien. Okay, thank you. At least you're <laughs> firing in the right direction. <laughs> no, she fires at you. And then Wilson comes out and fires at you. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was just against Davis the whole time. Davis it was the, the alien the whole time. Most yeah, evil Davis. Truman show. And then Davis looks in the mirror and she was the alien the whole time. Yeah. Uh, that's an empathy. I can't imagine he has high empathy. I actually have a five empathy. Well, wow. so did Miller. Yeah. Uh, Wilson is, despite what all of you have suggested, a good guy. You can have a, a high, like, uh, what's it called? Like EQ without being empathic ne- necessarily. Right. Mm. Like a psychopath. Well, you, might use, or, you might not use your empathy for good, <laughs> I guess. GM NPC privilege right there. Mm-hmm. Rolling those good I dice. Wish, I wish Miller had thought about moving out of the way. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been genius. <laughs> Champ's still coming after you, though. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I did it. I feel like I beat, I won the game. The game alien, that mattered. The alien is dead. Congratulations. Here's a hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a second, because Cham has died before, so let's not. <laughs> Let's not, <laughs> not this, this kills our, this cham this time. Yeah. Let's not count our our uh, xenomorphs our before they pop here. Before they're not hatched. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so hard to remember to give people stress because I'm too busy trying to come up with crazy well, shit. Well, yeah. uh, it's shit stressing me out all the time. So yeah, I'm up, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting myself up to five from three. All right. So like two two of my. One of my, my best friend died, Miller. I think I should get at least one stress for that. And then I saw Cham, Cham's head explode in front of me. And I was really confused about the hug. Because <laughs> yeah. Cham has, has hugged me before and it was not that hard. So Cham's good at hugs. Normally. 
That's <laughs> one of the things that Chan was most well known yeah. for, actually. He bragged about it all the time. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> kind of the problem, is he was so good at hugs. Just like humans that... always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you practice. I'm so good at hugs. All right. <laughs> Davis is not good at this. Neither is Clayton. <laughs> Are any of us good at it? Was anyone good at close combat? Jam was. <laughs> Just Jam. Jam was, yeah. All right, B. So knowing that I pushed when I wasn't supposed to, should I retroactively have used up my story point? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Just to be we're honest. All we're all learning here. We're all honest. Yeah. We all want each other to die, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The funny thing is, is we're not making it easy on ourselves on purpose. Personally, I think you should always aim before you fire. Well, I haven't aimed this whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't think like any of us have done All of us are just firing and not aiming. I've just been spraying and praying, spraying and praying the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Scream, I can't for the life of me possibly repeat or uh, uh, imitate because it's just too terrifying. Refer to... I don't know, live leak or whatever that website is for terrible screams. Oh my God. Don't, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Cut that. Cut that. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, (laughs) Is there time for me to grab some shit from the science lab before we go? I, I tell, I tell Wilson, I'm like, no, absolutely not. We are not grabbing. Let's get the fuck out of here.